Welcome to the Ludgate Podcast, Season 2, in collaboration with West Talk. I'm your host, Jack Regan. Welcome to Episode 2. Last week, we spoke to Colin Murphy, founder of the West Cork Beard Company. This week, I'm joined by Fionn Ferreira, founder of Fionn & Co. Fionn is one of the world's most renowned young scientists and inventors. Fionn spoke to me about growing up in West Cork, his plan to save our oceans, and much more. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Today, I'm joined by Fionn Ferreira, founder of Fionn & Co. Uh, thanks for being on the show today, Fionn. Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, so basically, everyone's going to be interested to hear your story. Um, but before we talk about the business, tell us a little about yourself and your connection to West Cork and kind of where you come from. Yeah, so my name is Fionn. My name is actually uh, Fionn Ferreira, which doesn't sound particularly Irish. Um, so... Uh, my parents are not from Ireland. My mother is German. My father is Portuguese. Um, I was born and grew up in West Cork, in Ballydehob. Um, and I really, really enjoy that part of the world. And I think that actually living there has really impacted the way I look at the world, the way the world is changing because we're so close to nature. Um, so really being out in West Cork has been so, so nice. So for me, although I'm not currently based there, um, it's really an area that I view as home. It is so, so nice to be able to be with um, people down there and also just be outside in nature, which I really miss um, living in the city at the moment, which I guess is necessary. Yeah, 100%. And uh, for anyone that doesn't know, we're actually both from Ballyhob and attended the same primary school and the same secondary school. So uh, I know Fiona a, a long time and uh, it's great to have him on the podcast today. And uh, what are you studying at the moment, Fionn? Uh, you're, you're currently abroad, are you? Yeah, so I'm in the Netherlands. I'm studying chemistry at the University of Groningen. Um, I'm in my second year. That's a three-year degree, um, which I really enjoy. And the reason a lot of people think, ooh, chemistry, making chemicals. Well, I actually disagree. I think it's a really nice thing to study because it is a essentially a toolkit of things you can apply to problem solving. And that's why I love what I study. But I also um, really think going abroad was good, although I do miss um, being in West Cork. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I suppose jumping into the business now, Fiona & Co., if you kind of want to tell the listeners kind of a little bit about the business, your idea, and kind of where you're going with it and how it started, really, I guess. Totally. So this started way back when, uh, when I was um, beginning secondary school. And I think what really kicked all of this off was my interest for the environment. I just love being outside and I get so, so angry when I see um, the outside nature in West Cork being destroyed, we can see that through a whole variety of pollution. And what scared me even more was when I heard about microplastic pollution. So pollution that we can't see, tiny, tiny plastic particles um, in the water. On average, any glass of water uh, will contain about 10 plastic particles per litre. Um, and in, in seawater, it's, it's a lot more. And these are problematic because if we ingest them, um, they can cause a whole variety of different problems in your body. Really nasty. You don't want to eat plastic. And this got me really angry. And I looked at ways this could be removed because I saw all this plastic on the shore in West Cork. And um, I just didn't know yeah, what's happening to it. Is it breaking down? And that sparked this whole cascade of investigations, which caused me to build a whole load of different inventions. Um, a lot of which blew up, didn't work, caused like, uh, localized power outages, 
um, or like a garden shed burning down. Um, but some of them did. And that's actually what left me with a, an invention to remove microplastic particles from water, which is completely novel. It uses a magnetic liquid called ferrofluid. I'll try and keep chemistry out of this uh, podcast as much as possible. No, definitely. Yeah, no, uh, put all the details in. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I could get geek out on the chemistry here, but um, for it, essentially it's, it's um, a mixture of, of vegetable oil and magnetite powder. Together they make something called a ferrofluid. This can attract plastics out of water and make them magnetic. So we can use magnets to remove them from water. So in principle, it works really cool. But this year, uh, actually in 2020, um, I decided to scale it up. So from a little test tube beaker size up to a working device. And that's what I'm currently working on with my company, Fionn Co LLC. Um, what I'm doing is working with a whole big team of engineers to try and scale this, this tiny little test tube sized invention from West Cork into something that has global appeal as a way to remove microplastics from water, make it safe to drink, but also safe to expel into the ocean. That's great. And I, uh, I heard there was some Hollywood attention uh, for your company and the idea. So uh, I know you probably can't name names, um, but you can, I guess you can kind of say that there's been interest. And in... Yeah, absolutely. So um, sadly, I cannot name names. You're absolutely correct at present. Um, but very, very soon there will be a public announcement. Um, but essentially to get my idea on the road, to get it rolling and to build these huge prototypes, I need funding. And uh, the way I managed to do that was actually by, by talking with some contacts I made at conferences such as the World Economic Forum, where I really had the honor of, of going uh, both virtually this year in 2021, but also in person in Switzerland in 2020. And uh, that forum has really uh, given me a lot of links and connections to people who could actually help me and fund. So I'm very happy to have received my, my starting funding um, from a major Hollywood celebrity. And that really allows me to, to build and work with the engineers on quite a large scale. That's class. And I suppose uh, we might as well just mention this now because we'd probably be killed by our teachers uh, from secondary school. I guess you'd credit Skull Community College for the support, um, for kind of developing your interest in science and the kind of structure they gave you. Because um, I remember back in fifth and sixth year and you were always going to the BT Young Scientist and then the Google Science Fair. So was that kind of the start of Fionn and Co? Um, yeah, well, I, I think actually um, the college didn't just provide, you know, science um, areas, but it also actually allowed me to develop my entrepreneurial area as well. Um, so I think really what was nice was that the, the college really fostered uh, a sense of, of investigation. And through science classes, we really got this investigatory process that allowed us to, to be inventors. And you could really easily approach educators, say, hey, I've got this idea. I want to do something with it. And they would help. And that was really, really cool. But I think it wasn't only that. It was also the community. I could reach out to anybody in the community, uh, go to the dentist, say, hey, I need a, a specialized goggles to do my science equipment. And they would give it to me. And that was really, really nice about West Cork. But also at the college, we did um, uh, mini companies, and that gave me a lot of ideas on how I could structure a business, how I could commercialize an idea. Um, my business at the time was Miniplot, um, which I think I learned a lot from. And then in addition to that, I participated in the BT Young Scientist competitions, which really got sparked by 
teachers at the college who told me, well, you should definitely enter. So I did numerous projects and really this was my final one. And then actually after the Young Scientist, everything kind of started rolling. I won different awards. I went to the Intel International Science and Engineering Fair, got to go all the way to Seattle um, to present this to, to, to Nathan Mirvold. And then I decided to enter a global fair called the Google Science Fair um, with over 9,000 participants. And uh, essentially the Google Science Fair was a global fair. And I got an email one day saying, well, you're in the finals, you're going to California. Oh, well, that's nice. And I get a free t-shirt. And then I went there and I won the global prize. Um, so that really kick-started things. Um, and that gave me a plateau um, for, I guess, scientists to take me seriously. So a hint to anybody out there listening who maybe has a crazy idea, but you don't know where to start. Well, what I would say is talk to people around you, ask their advice and see really ways that you can connect with like-minded people or look at the stories of like-minded people because those are really important. Yeah, moving on to that. And I think that's a really interesting point and uh, something kind of want to cover. I think that you can kind of give a lot of advice to people as well. Um, so kind of what would be your advice from learning your mistakes uh, from being a startup to kind of where you are now and kind of what advice would you give to someone looking to start a business or maybe they're running a business and they want to kind of improve their operations? Um, so what would be your advice for them? Yeah, well, first of all, I would like to say that by no means do I have a huge business at the moment. It's still a small startup. Um, but I think really uh, what I really think is important, particularly in you know, a disruptive technology startup um, like mine, is, is to, to, to play with ideas and to bounce them around. A lot of people try to copy what's there before or, or, or try to kind of fit in with something that already exists. And I think really, don't be afraid. Let your ideas, your most creative things that are happening up here, um, let them take rain and, and, and see what comes out. And something that I always like doing is particularly if I'm West, in West Cork, is going for a long paddle, kayak, cycle, you name it, being outside and just absentmindedly, you know, letting my thoughts pass. And sometimes they pass over the, the business and they give me ideas. I think the other thing that's really important um, is also to, 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 you know, start small and make your way up. I've met a lot of um, entrepreneurs who have invested a huge amount of time and money into their business at the very beginning. And I really believe that um, this actually puts pressure on them. And it sometimes makes a, a blockage in, in their minds. They, they feel like they're under pressure. And for me, I felt what made this quite successful um, so far was just that I never felt like I was under pressure. I just let it naturally evolve from very small to, to something that is you know, rather making an impact at the moment. That's great advice. And kind of moving on to that as well, you brought up a good point there. Like, you are probably on calls all day, every day, um, meeting with different people, interested in the business and developing um, prototypes and such. Um, how do you take your mind off the business and kind of just have some, you know, free time and kind of what would you do in your spare time to take your mind off the business? Um, so I'm based in the Netherlands at the moment. And I think that um, there's an, a lot of different things that I like doing um, that are not just on Pion and Cup. So I actually am working on several other projects at the same time and several other businesses even. Um, I'm also a full-time chemistry student. And what I also love doing is cooking. So for me, um, I actually can, can geek out, make a five-course meal for myself. Um, I love doing that, but also being outside. Um, so here a couple of weeks ago, um, it froze. 
Um, on one day, I learned how to ice skate, which was, you know, a crash course, quite literally. And then the next day, my neighbor said, well, you know, come for a 25-kilometer uh, ice skating uh, challenge in the next town. So I did it. Um, I didn't break any bones either. Uh, but just being outside for me is, you know, recuperation time. But also really balancing the work that I do. I'm currently writing a book and working on some cool television show ideas as well. And those really, I feel like, are very useful because they balance that, you know, the hardcore science and engineering with maybe something more creative. And actually, I think they both mutually help each other. Yeah, I think a lot of people will be looking forward to that. That's that sounds amazing, like and super advice as well. Um, so like the business, we've gone through it and it's 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 a great idea. And I think that it's really going to help um, the problem of climate action and really help towards that kind of goal um do you find that like a lot of people are with you on this or is it like still a slow movement to get you know to tackle climate change i believe that there's a a lot of greenwashing going on actually so i think at the moment green is is a buzzword right every business wants to be as green as they possibly can at least to the eye of the consumer the person who's using their business so I really think that um, at the moment, there's a lot of traction, uh, a lot of things out there. Sadly, through coronavirus, I think focus has maybe left that a little bit. Um, but I think that there are a lot of people willing to make a change, but also a lot of people who are not. And I think we really need to work together more to achieve something big. And I think there's, there's different ways of doing that, obviously. Um, but I think really in, in um, the business community, we're just seeing a, a slow adoption rate. Um, although big companies are, are working towards green goals, I really think that something radical has to be done um, from a legislation point of view almost um, to really be able to, to, to make a difference quite quick. And I, I really believe that more effort will need to be done um, to make a difference. Um, however, I think you know things are going in the right direction. And uh, bit by bit, we are shifting to a more green economy. However, something I would also like to say is that, you know, all these things have to still be viable business plans. So for instance, for Fiona & Co, um, I really don't see myself actually making a device that I'm going to market package sell as a microplastic removal device. But rather, my business plan is that I can develop the technology such that I can then license it to already existing different filtration companies and maybe beverage industries um, really for a wide application. So I think also the tuning of um, the business to the, the, the way that it can be implemented quickest to make a green impact is very important. Would there be any advice for businesses here in West Cork and how they can be more eco-friendly? Well, I think, you know, the whole eco-friendly problem is pretty broad. Um, but I think, first off, we've got a big problem with plastic. And I think that's, that's a fairly simple problem on a local scale to tackle. Um, so I've seen some really incredible things in West Cork. Uh, for instance, I would really like to, to shout out Organico and Bantry um, for, for what they're doing with their refill station. I think it's really incredible that people can refill products at, at quite a low price and really bring their own containers to, to get dry products like beans and, and pasta and things like that. And that's really amazing because that's what we need, right? We don't want these single-use plastics that get used once and get thrown away. So I think already a lot of businesses in West Cork um, who are not adopting this, and I'm not saying a lot are, but I, I just think that that could be something cool to explore. Um, also, you know, paper-based alternatives to, to plastic bags, that's already big. 
So those are the kind of small area things one can do. But we can also look at the, the larger scale. And, and those, those can really be trying to give your buyers a mindset about the environment as well. And I think we're really close to the environment. And at present, there is still a problem that there's a lot of pollution happening in West Cork um, through people who are enjoying the environment. And I think that that could come from a legislation point of view or, or a way that people can then really look at ways that they can improve and really try and foster in the community of West Cork um, a sense for the love for their environment. On a more lighthearted note, I have a few questions for you. A few quick fire questions. I usually incorporate this around now. Um, so the first question would be, you open up your Spotify playlist and who's your go-to artist? Who's... So I've, got my phone. I've got my phone here. Yeah, open um, it up, sure. Who's well, your number one artist? My... Okay, so my number one artist for yeah. 2020 is Fobiana. And they actually uh, did a, a cover for You Get What You Give, um, yeah. which is on a television commercial that I acted in um, for HP Computers. And I had to lip sync for one of the versions of the commercial. So that's why I think... I had this thing on repeat. I don't generally do repeats, but mm. that was like my number one repeated thing over 2020. Oh, very good. Very good. And the next question would be your favorite holiday destination, either somewhere you've been or somewhere you want to go. Yeah. So I personally would really, really like um, to be able to go to the Galapagos Islands. Um, I think being out in nature is really incredible um, and really being able to, to see so many different um, walks of life, animals from so many different places, um, but also to, to see firsthand um, the devastation on these wildlife that's happening through climate change. Um, I really think not only would it be a cool holiday destination, but it would also be a fire starter for new ideas that I could have. Yeah, I definitely think there could be a lot of, obviously, a lot of work has been done there and it's kind of the foundation of you know biology and all that as well so i think it would be very it's kind of the starting point of biology i don't know too much about it but i know was it darwin charles darwin correct me if i'm wrong was it darwin that explored the galapagos yeah well i think a lot of people since but i think darwin was one of the, the first people who really documented their exploration yeah. of the galapagos islands yeah science would not be my my strong suit now but um said so i'd give it a go uh so the last question of the quick fire round would be you are having dinner and you have three guests and they can be either dead or alive. Who's going to be sitting at your table? Well, I think we need to cover a couple of aspects here. Uh, what I think is really incredible are the people who have been able to do amazing scientific research, but also have been able to communicate it and get other people enthusiastic about it. So the first person I would really like to have at dinner is um, Jane Goodall, uh, Dr. Jane Goodall, um, a primatologist, but also has inspired a global movement. And actually, I've been very lucky. I've had a dinner with Jane Goodall before at the World Economic Forum, but I think that was by no means enough time to talk and catch up cool ideas. So that was uh, number one. I think number two, somebody else who's created a huge, huge movement um, is uh, David Attenborough. I think uh, really he's also an incredible person, what he's done. And then finally, somebody who is no longer alive, sadly, and who I never got to meet um, and most probably will not meet um, is Michael Faraday. Um, so he's a scientist who really discovered a lot of electrochemistry, um, but he started the Royal Institution Christmas Lectures, um, which have become perhaps one of the biggest scientific popular science events 
reaching out to children, getting them into science. And I really believe that with these three minds together, uh, one could create something new um, to hopefully bring about a change in the world in just so many new and innovative ideas to make a difference. Yeah, you'd solve a lot of problems, to be fair. That'd be a, a great conversation at that table, no doubt. I think uh, we're coming on to the last question now, Fionn. And the last question I have for you is, what goals uh, do you have for yourself, both personally and from a business perspective? Yeah, so uh, personally, I think um, I am currently exactly halfway through my degree program in chemistry. And per a personal goal for myself um, is to finish my, my chemistry degree, uh, which I'm enjoying. Another personal goal for me um, is to, to really be able to inspire other people to take action about the environment. So it's not just about my own inventions. I really want other people to see the excitement and the, the, the cool world of invention that's there. So that's why I'm actually launching a, another business, a new business at the moment, um, through a grant from National Geographic. That business is an online platform for young inventors to share their ideas, a peer-to-peer -peer learning platform where people share tools that they have found useful in their invention journey. And really it brings them together through this online community. So actually, um, I would like to extend an invitation to anybody listening to this podcast um, that if you uh, would really think that you have a tool or a scientific tool that's helped you on your journey and would like to share it, I would really like to feature that and, and welcome you uh, to the online platform that I'm launching very soon. Another goal I have is to work with Fiona Co. And by the end of 2021, um, have licensed my technology such that it can be implemented and used in a place to remove microplastics from water, make a positive impact on the world. And another goal, the final goal uh, for 2021 for me um, is to, to hopefully reach more people and spread the message about how inventing, although maybe unconventional, is an incredibly rewarding world. How we shouldn't be afraid to fail with our ideas. We should just try things out, play with our ideas, um, just like we did ages ago, and just like scientists before and after us have done. That's class, Fionn. And uh, I think hopefully there'll be a few people listening that will avail of that service um, and the great new business that you're starting up. And I think we can all benefit from what you're going to be doing in the future. And uh, if all of us listening to this can play a small part uh, in helping to tackle climate change, then, uh, you know, it'll make things a lot easier for you at the top um, to try and implement things down kind of at a lower scale. So uh, thanks for coming on yeah, well, today. And uh, also, also, go ahead. Yeah, there's one final note there on, you know, the people at the top are with, with climate change, but I really believe that that's actually something we, we, we can't blame the consumer for climate change. And I think there's a lot of that being done. But I think really to, to create a circular economy, which we really want. So an economy where um, we don't have waste streams, we, we reuse everything, we're, we're bringing in all of this, so a green economy stream. I think it doesn't just require the big businesses to be on board, but it requires, you know, a whole group of people. And because at the moment we're just in this vicious cycle that businesses don't want to change because their customers um, are buying are buying products that are, are not good for the environment. And the reverse are saying the customers are saying, well, you know, you're not selling eco-friendly products, so, so we're not buying them. And I think uh, it's just this vicious cycle. So I think everybody um, is to blame for climate change. And therefore I think everybody should play their part. 
Bjorn, thanks very much for jumping on the podcast today. And I'd also like to thank uh, Ludgate Hub and Skibreen for sponsoring the podcast today as well and their, their continued support. So thanks to Bohi, but Fionn, uh, thanks very much for jumping on. And also a final note, where can people find you on social media? Cool. Well, um, I really like connecting with people. So if you want to reach out to me, um, go, uh, yeah, reach out. Um, I've got Instagram, so Fionn.Fronella. I also have um, Twitter, Fionn Pereira. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, although, you know, who use Facebook nowadays? I certainly don't as much as, as other things. And you can also find my personal website at www.fionnferreira.com. Fionn, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for being on podcast today. Thank you very much for inviting me. Have a good one. You too.